podcasters. Welcome to episode 32 of Brain Lava, Timo Diaz podcast dedicated to all things marketing and technology. I'm Patty Rio, president of Odia, and I have special guest technical project manager Emil with me today to talk about open source versus proprietary CMS. Howdy. First things first, a couple definitions. Open source versus proprietary content management systems, or the back-end system of how you build your website. Open source, email, how's this for a definition? An open source option is software that is built by a community of developers. It's not owned by any single individual. So lots of people, lots of agencies, lots of dev shops, lots of freelancers work within this ecosystem on this specific platform to build websites. Yep, I like it. And I just to expand on that, I would just say it's open it's freely available and open where anyone can see the how the the entire system is built from the code base, uh, allowing everybody to all those developers to work on it, study it. And that goes back in the education field too, but everywhere everybody can see it. Share best practices, share code, share plugins, share all those things. Yep. Uh, examples that our listeners probably have heard of of open source website platforms, WordPress, Joomla, Drupal, probably the three most prevalent. Fair? That, that's what I would say. Okay, cool. So that's one camp of how you can build your website. Second camp, how you can build your website is a proprietary or a closed CMS. So this is software, a platform that has been developed and is owned by a single company. This is what they do. They tend to build sites for a large number of companies and brands, and they build it all on a system that they have built themselves that they feel um, brings additional benefit to organizations. Mm -hmm. Anything you'd add to that? No, just like you said, just ultra specialized. They can be at times, and you have proprietary business, you know, proprietary systems built by specific businesses who know those markets so well that they can't find a system that really works for those businesses, or they haven't tried to find it. So they build it themselves, and they do a good job a lot of the time to focus in on those um, businesses that might be underserved. Yeah, so that's one of the main pluses of a proprietary system. So maybe we kind of go into that. So the number one plus is if you are living in like an uber specialized marketplace and you have some real specific needs, a proprietary system can be a solid choice because a lot of what you need is built into the platform. Real estate, for example, you know you need to do uh, lots of photos and show houses and be able to do investment or mortgage calculator, those types of things. So real estate might be one area where a proprietary system works well. Yep. A restaurant where you're trying to do some back-end things, connect your ERP or connect your food ordering system to how, you know, to your front end. Some of those might be another area that that's a good industry that could use a proprietary system. I think those are good examples. Cool. So the other plus I have is that a proprietary system kind of gives you that one point of contact. So sometimes 
I think folks are concerned when they try and understand and realize how many different kind of moving parts are involved in just the technology portion of a website. So when you've got something like uh, your DNS and hosting and server environment versus your content, I think that that can get overwhelming for some folks sometimes. So if you're sitting on a proprietary system, often all of that is all baked in with one point of contact. So no matter what happens with your website, you don't hear, oh, that's a problem with your your hosting. You've got to talk to them or you need someone else to change your DNS settings. We don't do that. Typically in a proprietary system, one point of contact does it all. Yep, I any, agree. Any other pluses I'm missing for a proprietary? Just to go in with for-profit companies mm-hmm. that may be building their own software product. There's for-profit companies that work with open source too, but when you're your business is the actual product and not a service, they tend to be more customer focused or they can be more customer focused. So as far as the software product itself, you're probably going to get a high level of, at least for their base baseline product, if, you're, if they're not customizing their own product for your business, their baseline product has usually been very well thought out. They're investing a lot in it, to your point. It's what they sell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, walk us through a couple pluses for an open source. So in the open source, if you're looking at a, a backend system, a, a CMS, having that community of developers and users, it really allows for great expansion of that system. So you can actually get into those same uh, areas where you have highly specialized. Once you get all the pieces together, you can have a very highly specialized system for open source too. So the way I put it is, oh, you see the baseline version of what the CMS can do, whether it's WordPress or Drupal or Joomla or whatever, and you think of some features that you'd like it to have that you don't see in that baseline version. Well, most of the time or a lot of the time, someone else has already thought of that and they've created some sort of add-on or something like that to serve that purpose. So you'll be able to find what you're looking for in most cases, unless again, you're in a very uh, niche, highly specialized market. And then the more popular the CMS is, the larger that community of developers and users and businesses who contribute to that CMS becomes. And that can have a lot of positive and a lot of upside as far as You know, like, for instance, WordPress has hosting companies that are dedicated to hosting WordPress websites, plugins, themes, uh, all kinds of different specialized pieces to that larger puzzle um, to get businesses to where they want to go when they're looking at building a custom website. Another thing would be the freedom with a larger community of developers. So another big plus to having your website built on an open source CMS that you have the freedom to move between agencies. Uh, So you're not tied down to one specific agency or one specific uh, software company who uh, licenses your content management system, your whole system that you use to run your business on the web. The larger the community in relation to the CMS, the easier it is to do that the easier it is to move between agencies or to hire your own developers in some regard too. 
and full disclosure, we're we're big fans of of open source CMS, and and that's one one of the reasons, which might seem a little counterintuitive since we're an agency, but you know the reality is that we like having that freedom for ourselves, and we think it's important for clients to be able to um, really have full ownership of their site and be able to move it to the right resource, especially as your organization grows or as the complexity of the site grows. Like what you might need in year two or year five might not be what you need in year 10. And so instead of having to completely rebuild and start from scratch, if you're on an open source CMS, even if you need to change from freelancer to agency or from one agency to another, because you own the entire site, including the source code all the way down, it allows you to be able to do that, which we think is is a best practice for most clients. You know, the only thing I'd add, email is the other positive that, that I like is that companies do own it once it's built. So once your site is built, you own that site. Um, if you build on a proprietary, typically you have a yearly licensing agreement. So even after you're done, you know, through your build cycle, every year you pay rent, if you will, on that proprietary system, whether you're doing additional upgrades, whether you need additional functionality or not. And so those additional fees are something that anyone who's considering a a proprietary system should look into, not just look at that kind of initial fee cost. Right. And the more robust your website is, you'll still expect, you know, like with any service, you'll expect to pay for the hours that are related to maintenance and additional feature requests and any other work done to your website, even when it's open source, but it's not compounded with like you were talking about with those license fees. And you don't have to worry about that moving forward. You just, it's like you said, it's a rent where everything else you can see, there's usually hours associated with work put in to relate to those fees, not not the license fees that are just kind of, and that's the, that, that really is the greatest thing is the open source in the community just allows it's so it's so freely and widely open. It just makes it can it can make for great products and it can make for one huge great product. And it has. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think that's an important distinction is that it's no longer a set and forget it world when you talk about your website. So absolutely additional investment is, is something that, that we encourage. Just understanding where that investment is going, if it's going more for rent or if it's going for actual enhancements and service and maintenance, these are all softwares. So just like you need to update your you know, Microsoft Office or your Adobe Suite or any other software, same thing with no matter what system you're on, that maintenance and updates super important and really leads into probably the biggest negative that I think most folks hear about open source, and that is security. So because of the popularity of some of these open source systems, WordPress especially, it does get a negative reputation about security. But we make sure that all of our clients are always doing the WordPress security updates as they come out monthly or even more often by making sure you're sitting on a really secure host who does best practices from a server environment, 
Again, Emil mentioned that there's hosts that are specific for WordPress sites or Drupal sites. Those are some of the best environments to sit your open source sites because everyone's making sure that you're optimized for performance as well as having all of your security updates, patches, best practices in place. So there can be a lot of proactive work that can be done against kind of that negative reputation of open source, which is a security concern. And then again, probably our biggest viewpoint or our biggest negative that we see for a proprietary system is that you really are limited to that one provider. Should the time come when you're looking to move your site or if that provider gets uh, challenged by your next need, it's really difficult most times to be able to bring anyone else into the conversation to help on your site, whether it's from a coding standpoint or even a, a consultation standpoint. Um, those proprietary systems can be limiting for that. So just having those conversations upfront with whatever system you're looking to build your site on or have your site built on, understand the pluses and minuses. I think that's the best as usual thing that you can do as a business owner or a brand manager is just be informed. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Anything you'd add to our open source versus proprietary conversation? Nope. I don't want to muddy the waters anymore. <laughs> Perfect. Because we can. We can keep going in muddy waters. If you've got more questions, if you want to uh, really understand and hear Emil's viewpoint, feel free to reach out to us. You can always find us at hello at teamodia.com. We'd love your questions, your suggestions for future episodes. And until then, this is Patty and that's Emil. Thanks so much for listening. We look forward to talking to you again soon. See ya. Thank you.